Oh, the Dean scene. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Nick Dean. This is the Dean scene. Today, we got J.D. Lopez. J.D. Hello. In the house. Also it, running the fucking ones and twos on the screen here. We're in your we're in your studio. This is impressive, my man. Yeah, LHRB Studios. Welcome to it. Is it? What is it? LHRB Studios. Left hand, right brain. Oh, okay. It's my thing. Uh, what was that song? I can play it on, on the thing. Oh, I don't even know. Okay. Metallic Taste. It's okay. You don't have to play it. I just throw in a little something so I don't have to do it manually, you know? Who knows if it even works. There you go. See, there it is. It's in Bish. This is them? This is it. <laughs> Are we jamming to some Metallic Taste right now? That town burned down out of sight. When does it get to the drop the beat here? Are you YouTube Red right now? Hell yeah! Well, it's YouTube Premium now. Uh, mm, mm, mm. No, all right. Anyways, yeah, that's that's an empty, my man. I like how your setup is there. Thank you, big hip hop fan, huh? Um, as a as of recently, yeah. Not you always like before. You didn't seem like a country guy. No, I didn't grow up liking country, but I definitely was into. Uh, classic rock and stuff and uh you know blink 182 or you know screamo music anything that even more white people listen to but when i i don't know right when i started comedy i got into biggie and then started listening to like kanye and all them and then all of a sudden just recently this year started really realizing like what a difference between like a rapper like an mc is you know so i got into like and i see nas and Nas just like fucking destroys. So I just mean, I don't know, getting into the flows when people have these fucking very um, lyrical raps instead of saying the same thing over and over. Difference between an MC and a rapper. Uh, MC, uh, MC rapping is showmanship. MC is people. MCs are people who get the crowd moving. I don't know. Entice the audience, whereas rappers are interested in the poetry. Mm, this doesn't seem right, you know. And Biggie died in, uh, well, I mean, Google. <laughs> Who do you think is right or wrong? I mean, I'll tell you right now. That's mm-hmm. what that's what's wrong with America. People believe in Google. <laughs> yeah, you got to get. And not you. <laughs> you got to get DuckDuckGo, bro. Why are we on Google? <laughs> I've heard some of the bad things about DuckDuckGo. What's what, well? No, I think they were talking about uh, actually what, Snope Snope video or what is it? Snopes? Oh, Snopes. Yeah, I've never used that one. Yeah, I think. Well, I I was listening to uh, Conspiracy Social Club with uh, who's that? It was Brian Callen and another oh, guy yeah. um, Schwab. No, no, uh, that that's Fighter and the Kid. But after he got canceled from that, he started another podcast that was on Patreon specifically. Right. You pay for that. I did, but they moved over to Rockfin because they got demonetized from or like from uh, Patreon because that's how crazy they were getting. Or like, what were they talking? And this is uh, is it Sam Tripoli? Yeah, Sam Tripoli. There you go. Nice. And they really got demonetized. Well, a couple of them got yeah taken down, and then uh, and then he started putting them out on fucking the old ones out on iTunes anyway. So I'm like, okay, they'll come out eventually. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, I was a big Brian Callen fan back in the day from like a 10 minute podcast. That right. was like, that's the that's everything to me. I, mean, I got a tattoo of that diamond listener. That's from 10 minute podcast. TMP, baby. Are you serious? Yeah. And two of them, two of the uh, three hosts are being canceled now. So <laughs> 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 maybe I've been uh, hitched my well, the the se- the second generation of a TMP was uh, Tommy Blacha and Chad No God Colchin and Will Sasso. And that's when that the di- the concept of the diamond listener came about because they kept listening yeah well yeah because they kept saying that they were trying to whittle down their audience to the diamond listener <laughs> like the right. one person who just keeps listening to all their nonsense right yeah and it was me and a couple other people and you guys got tattoos or just you no yeah one other person uh can't remember her name uh she's from sydney australia she got a she got a the first diamond listener tattoo really mm-hmm. and they know about this yeah, yeah, we'll say. So uh, when I did it, he like re reposted it and everything. Holy, got a fuck. shout out. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I had a crazy podcast story like that one time where uh, this was in 2011. Uh huh. I was listening to Kevin Smith a lot on his podcast. Yeah, me too. Smodcast. Smodcast all day. Did you listen to him and the his his uh, his gay buddy that had. A podcast that was really funny. What was that guy's name? I didn't listen to it, but I know of that guy. And he, I listened to the ones of Smodcast. If they had a separate podcast that wasn't Smodcast, I didn't listen to that. Okay, okay. So I was listening to his, right? Okay, yeah. And yeah. he's talking about and you know whatever, and he's getting emails <clears throat> in. So I emailed in that, and at the time, one of my roommates, um, it was coming out, but he was coming out in like a weird way where he's like, you know, I'm not gay, but I'm in love with you. And I was like, hey, man, just be gay, but I'm I'm not. So a friend came out to you and saying he's in love with you. Right. And I'm like, yo, that's fine. I'll let you suck my dick. But, but <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, obviously, like, you're the, you know, on the top or whatever. But uh, it's Malcolm Ingram. Malcolm Ingram. Yes. So funny, dude. This dude fucking would just had me. And it was weird that it was a rat. Right when his podcast was starting was right when this first happened. And uh, we had it was tough. I mean, we're not friends anymore, for sure. Right, right. But I messaged Malcolm Mal- Ingram, read it on oh, interesting. the podcast. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I mentioned it to Jacob, this guy, and he um, messaged him. And then he read that one. On oh, shit. Real that's a whole and, story. Whole back and forth. Dude. Yeah, was that's wild. cool. Nothing really came of it, but. You know, it did not help. I'll tell you that much. All right. Well, what did Malcolm say? Uh, he was pretty. Yeah, he was just like, oh, my. Like, it's just basic shit, dude. He's just like, hey, you know, you're just like a new, you know, like, what was he? The kid was probably like 19, 18 years old. He's like, you know, you're just you're just coming out. And if this guy's not gay, then you're, yeah, you're what barking are you gonna, up the wrong tree. What can you do? Yeah, there's nothing you could do. You still, you know, try to be friends or whatever. But, you know, it just kind of. Didn't do would do well. I started getting. I started hooking up with shit like one of her one of his friends. Ah, yeah, that was a girl, and it was like, uh, yeah, that dynamic's gonna. He's gonna be jealous. It's gonna. I mean, it just ruined it all. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Well, what can you do? You know. Yeah, I had a a buddy. I had a a close female friend that that I worked with. Right. Her and her name was Shay, and uh, she and I was like totally head over heels for it. You know. Right. Really wanted, you know, more than to just be friends. But I settled for friendship, got put in the friend zone. Right. Friend zone. And then I introduced her to another friend of mine, Andrew. 
and yeah, the cool dude, the cool dude, hooked on cocaine, but he was like a cool guy. Yeah, and they usually are. Yeah, and she hooked up with him. Oh, and it was like this whole fucked up situation. Like I got so, and, and like the whole fucked up people were hanging out at Andrew's house. All right, and she brought over one of her friends. She brought over one of her friends. Her and Andrew start hooking up in the one bed. Me and the other friend are, you know, supposed to be hooking up in the other bed. But I was so, uh, consumed with like, ah, oh, fuck, Shay's with Andrew, and I'm like dealing with all that trauma. I couldn't get it up with this other lady. But you guys yeah. were, you got to the point where you were naked and just couldn't We get were up. like fooling around, you know, like her pants are off, you know, I like oh. messed around down there, but, but like were, I didn't, I couldn't about, get it, I couldn't get it up because I was so, you know, my mind was elsewhere. It's like you cock block yourself. I did. I did. Well, you know, I wasn't really into her friend, you know, she brought a friend over that wasn't, right. I had no connection with, you know, and right, right, right. I there's the jealousy, envy, oh. all this stuff going on. It was not a great situation. How old were you? But then? we didn't end up. Well, I guess what I was getting at is we we didn't end up being friends. I was like 21, 20, 21. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's tough. Are you a friend with Andrew anymore? No. Well, that, and that's not something different. Is because you know the Shane him thing. They didn't like last. You know, Shane never really like reached out. She just I don't know, wanted to hook up that one time or whatever. And uh, Andrew was hooked on drugs, like I was saying, and he was like a musician. We were talking about writing like a movie together, and I was about to move out to Denver to go to college. And I was of course like, the guy on Coke was trying to write a movie. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, and then he, but he had gotten in trouble for, for like you know uh, a DUI kind of thing. Right. And uh, he was like, I gotta get back to drugs, man. I gotta, I gotta, I can't be creative without cocaine. I was like, No, you can do it without it, buddy. You know, I was like, because I'm I'd never really done any drugs. I was like, You can, you should just be straight laced. Like me, we can just drink and smoke some pot or whatever. And he was like, no. And then the next day he like cut me out of his life. He like, I showed up the next day because I'd go over to his house a lot and I had like a drum set there and we're like, right. yeah, we jam and hang out. And he just had the drum set like outside and he's like, yeah, dude, you know, uh, I want to do cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically he's like, I'm I don't gonna- want to hear shit from you about not doing cocaine. So I'm going to go do cocaine and you or you can go to Denver. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to sell this. He basically broke up with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Would you, you would have stayed there and hung out. And- yeah. Well, cause we'd been friends our whole lives. Would you do cocaine in front of you? No, no. That was like, uh, he, I think he got into it like right after high school and like I had, uh, gotten a, a girlfriend at that point and i was kind of trying to do some other stuff we kind of drifted apart we'd done that you know at different times in our life you know he right. got a girlfriend we didn't hang out as much and then we'd reconnect and right then like hang out all the time you know we're like you know brothers in that way and right right, right. and then uh you know it just never really happened I, I tried to reconnect with him a couple years ago at this point as uh, i found out from his mom he had like a heart attack or something he had like a, he has like a heart problem oh. which i'm sure the cocaine wasn't helping Right. And so I like went back back to Greeley, went to like went to his house, went to talk to him, like just showed up, you know, and I was like, hey, thinking about, you know, I was talking to your mom, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he just we just did not connect on any level. He was just, you know, still he's like, oh, I've been thinking about that movie still like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's just like kind of a recluse now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So. Damn. And I was like, oh, I'm you know with this girl and we're probably going to get married. You know, I've been doing comedy in Denver and it's just like we did not click on any level really time is wild yeah you know yeah you can really just a little bit of difference right just be so different so did it just kind of like slowly 
dissipate with you and your buddy or did it was there like a fuck you we're not friends anymore it was like a fuck you we're not friends oh, anymore. Okay. yeah he had like moved out of the house oh so you lived together much, oh yeah yeah yeah. We wow, lived together. that's so, an intimate relationship right there yeah like yeah for sure so we're living together and everything and, and then at one point it's just getting like really weird you know like i can get into some fucking pretty gnarly details that oh Dr- drugs involved not really drugs i didn't really do drugs i didn't start smoking pot probably that year maybe okay and you're like what 19 yeah yeah i would probably say okay yeah so i probably just so it wasn't drug related weird stuff it was like him being weird no yeah yeah, yeah. it was like you know him like self-harming himself and like oh. attention seeking things yeah and yeah. just like you know like if I, I had a girl in the room it's like he like broke a bunch of stuff in the house to like try to get me out of this room or whatever you know <sighs> it's just like you know a lot of brutal stuff and then um a lot of lies and stuff about things i didn't do to make me seem like maybe i was leading him on and it's mm-hmm. like yeah i just didn't that's none of that stuff's true man i mean so, you have your penis out right now while we're talking i mean sure i mean obviously like <laughs> i don't fucking hang out not naked but no i'm sorry should i control yourself? i don't mean to say i don't mean to i mean it is uh, hard scratch an old wound kind of a thing my yeah. man. i don't mean to you know be why, Sorry, what I feel talk, bad. What are you talking about? My penis out? Yeah, yeah. Well, if that's not something you want out there, you know, well, I've been feeling a little sensitive. I guess is because uh, I've been doing this joke mm-hmm. where I, um, it's not a rape. I don't consider it a rape joke, but it, I do use the word rape in there. Where like this homeless crazy guy calls me a rapist. Right, oh, right. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, you know, this crazy guy's just like I ran this crazy guy. He said just for the audience, so they know. Like uh, I ran this crazy guy. I tried to engage with him. He, you know, threatened me and started immediately calling me a rapist, a murderer, a child molester, all these things. And then uh, and then I bring it around to him calling me a snitch. And then I'm like, no, 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 I'm a murderer. I'm a, mur- I'm a rapist, not a not a snitch, because like that's the joke is that it's right. I'd rather be thought of as something else. Snitch is the worst thing I could be called. Right. OK. And uh, someone else was like, oh, this is a rape joke. And so, so Andreas was talking to uh, his girlfriend and he was like, oh, JD has a story about rape or like being a rapist. And like she gave me a look kind of joking, but also like now it's out there. I got, I was getting sensitive because it was like, dude, don't call me a rapist yeah, to your the, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's probably fucking around a little yes, bit. Yes, and, and it makes me mad because <laughs> he'll go too far sometimes. It's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny when it's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like this subject is something that I'm particularly sensitive about just because my dad got in trouble for sexual harassment stuff when I was a kid. So. Well, uh, and my whole thing is like, don't be like my dad. Oh my god! <laughs> like right, there's, right, right. there's a you know a lot of therapy's been spent on that. Yeah, but it's like a you, trigger for me. But like you said, it's not much of a. It's not about that at all. It's just someone screaming one of the worst things at you. Right. Yeah. So I mean, do you consider that a rape joke? No, that's what I'm saying. It's not. Yeah, it's not a rape joke. I'm not saying like, oh, this. You know, there's no victim. I was the victim, no, the re- and it wasn't even a rape. Right, was- right. He could, you could switch. You know, you're a rape. Switch it to Nazi. You're a Nazi. It's the same thing. You're getting the same joke. You know what I mean? Right. And I guess I just go with rapist because that's what actually happened. You what? know, which is what you should do. Right. Okay. I don't think you should change it. Shy, shy away from it. Yeah, I say. I say that's fine. I think people. Someone got me the other day. Where, I mean, this fucking chick. First of all, she made fun of me. For smoke, I, I was coughing. For Is that a show or what? Uh, open mic. Okay. She makes fun of me. I'm smoke. I'm smoking weed. I start coughing really hard. It's a vape pen. I just hit it a little too hard, and she's like, first time ever smoking weed." And I'm like, "Oh, this chick wants to fucking 
She wants to fucking. Oh, she wants to go. Right. She wants to rap. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, what's your name? I didn't ever met her before. And she tells me her name. And then I meet these other two guys. Oh, hey, my mic. Sorry. <clears throat> I, the other two guys' names are obviously like their names are like John Smith and fucking Tim Dillon. It's like, you know, the most easy. I don't know why I went with the famous <laughs> person, but easy names. And then her name's like kind of difficult. And it's just like, but she told me, and she knows it's difficult because she was like, my, I can't remember it. That's why I'm kind of fucking on the story right now. But it was like, really long name, but you can just call me like TT. And I'm like, oh, oh, cool. You know, like, I like their names better. Yours is fucking tough. And she was like, if I was any darker, that'd be racist. And I was like, I don't. I don't people think people throw that around. I know. That's what I'm saying. But people are throwing around just because you bring up something like that, like a, like you, you're just by saying the word rape. They're like, oh, it's, you know, it's I mean, a trigger. It's a trigger. Right. You're saying the word and it's, it's just a like, social trigger. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, it's not about it, though. Sure. Yeah. 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 And I know Andres has just been check out Los Chupacabros, everybody. You can hear him make fun of me all day. But <laughs> uh, there is kind of like a 10 minute podcast dynamic to that where I feel like I'm the Brian Callen where they just kind of shit on me. Or like gang up on me sometimes. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, th- I mean, just the idea that like his girlfriend might have something in the back of her head where she's like, and like, what if something goes bad? She doesn't like me or something because something goes on with her and Andreas. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I heard that guy was a rapist. Mm, yeah. Like, you do the, you you read that book, The Four Agreements? I did. Don't uh, ass- did you hear me talk, talking about it recently? No, but don't assume, JD. Uh, yeah, that's true. Don't assume. I'm also trying not to take it personally. Don't take it personally. But I'm also, yeah, yeah. The, the four you. agreements. Yeah, dude. I, it, I just, it's, it's good. It's good. I, had to, I had to listen to it twice. I couldn't. Dude, yeah, I enjoyed it. Was, it. it was. No, no. I mean, like the first time I was like, I couldn't retain much of it. Mm. It was tough. It's not. Uh, a lot of the examples are tough. I'm understanding what it's giving me. Sure, sure. But the rest of it, I was like, it's kind of like, like woo, you know, I listened to it on tape. It was like, woo. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. This yeah, is the, the flute. <laughs> yeah, a little much. this is a little much for me, but I enjoyed it. Do you buy every book you listen to on tape physically? Uh, no, I have I get, I have an Audible account. Oh, okay. But nice. uh, they you, just have the Indian flute, and I have an Indian flute right here. You have an Indian Are you going to play some right now? Oh, my God. B. That's basically yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. You need to be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't assume anything. And always, and remember, always try your best. The four agreements. Boom. That's the whole book. That's all you need to know. You don't even need to own it. Yeah, do your best. That's hard. I was trying to do my best with that, not take it personally. Yeah. Dude, it worked recently. I was doing. Um, I wasn't thinking about the not assuming though. That's assume, a good. That's a good assuming. point. That's a good point, dude. I'm telling so, you, I'm going to assume she's going to think I'm an actual rapist because Andrea said it. Can't assume it. Can't that's assume true. It. Yeah, yeah, that's the point of it. Is that now you're past? Now you don't have to have that thought, and now you're not in that loop. I I understood it immediately right when I that got. That's good, dude. Then you get past it, and then you're just moving on with. Thank your life. you for that. That really that that was that was what I needed. I'll be honest. I'm very impressed that you have this flute and you can play it like that, and that's in the pod right now. I'm fucking. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fired I've had up. this forever. I have. I can also do it with my nose. This is what I used to do as a kid. <laughs> it's in his fucking nose. <laughs> can you fart it? Can you do it with <laughs> no, farts? Because you have to cover the the hole completely. You have to make this uh, blowhole airtight. I think you could do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna try. <laughs> boop, boop, See, boop. That seems a little racist. <laughs> Why? I play this Indian flute with my butt. <laughs> maybe, maybe not racist, but definitely rude. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah, go. yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah, people think it's yeah, they use their run. I was listening to somebody talk and they said that uh like there's no they're like, oh, there's no derogatory terms for white people. Like you, you there's no N word for white people. He's like and the racist. person's like, Yeah, racist yeah, is yeah, that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sorry, you're gonna make a point. I did want to hear this. We were talking about the four agreements. Don't assume. I forgot. Uh, I think, I'm sorry, dude. I think we I did it. I think we did the whole thing. I, I think that was that was the point. You know, I'm sorry. You're gonna. Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring up something. I I rolled over you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I've been trying not to catch feelings like that. Yeah, you can't. It's difficult, right? It's hard. Yeah, especially like you know, just for the listeners, we've been trying to pod for a couple times. Yeah. And part of me was like, I'm gonna get real mad. You let's know, talk when, about this because it's sure. it's yeah, bru- yeah. podcasting <laughs> is hard dude. for you, <laughs> dude. I don't know why. I, can't. I mean, obviously, it's like a scheduling thing. Yeah, a very scheduling thing, and it's like you gotta you gotta be you have to. The thing is, is I know how long I'm going to be at work and I kind of know how long I'm going to be at comedy. But with a podcast, it's like I'm always like for some reason, I'm always like one hour. And then like it comes to the thing and I'm like, fuck, dude, this is going to take four hours, four hours. But just from like getting ready to leave to getting back. Mm, okay, like travel time. Right. Because you came to my place. Right, I mean, just doing it anywhere, really. You know, I don't mind coming here. This is much better than doing it at my place because. I don't have to worry about Georgia and stuff. Oh, that's all I want you to come here. Yeah, we don't have to worry about the dogs. Yeah. I put my dog away. She's fine in the kennel. Exactly. The first one I drove, that was nice. I think I might do more of those. I'm into Oh, that. yeah, yeah. What kind of recorder do you have? I have the Zoom H4N. And then I yeah, can... I got the same one. Exactly. Uh, but then I can do, I can drop everything through my phone. Like AirDrop? No, I have a, a like an the... SD converter. Yep. Into it. Is this I, the one you have? No, I have the... Uh, oh, this is an H6. My bad. Yeah, your H6 in it. You're showing off all your gear over here. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. Looking tight. Looking fresh. I, I use this one for field recording for the most part. Yeah. Like I, I did a, a pod with Lizzie Wolfson, and we had to go to her house because she's allergic to cats, so she couldn't come here. That makes sense. How was it? It was fine. You know, I think there's a little bit more of an echo. You know, we did it in her kitchen, and right. but I throw it through some filters now. I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos on how to... Condense be more it. efficient on editing. Condense. Yeah, I go through Audacity. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. I use GarageBand. Mm, that's good, too. It's on the phone, you know. Makes it happen. So how yeah. how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? This is, The podcast is just about stand-up. Right, that's why I brought that bit. I was like, oh, I can. That was perfect. And we can go more detail about it if you want. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been thinking about the, the whole part is, uh, I've been, well, just to finish that question, I started about 2013, right around the time I started uh, doing podcasting, actually. Nice, yeah, same here. Okay. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, and I remember you guys coming to Denver. Yep. And then after mutiny, us going to uh, you mean Georgia, going to uh, Sputnik, just talking goss about comedy and yes. you know who hot like. goss. Yep. That's almost the whole reason I podcast for the hot goss. I kind of, I kind of like in the back of my mind, I kind of, I'm like, if I want people to listen, we need some hot goss, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Say some names. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> who's your who's who's your who do you hate the most? Um, hate is a strong word. I mean, I'm not particularly the biggest fan of Sam Anzer, to be honest with you. And I've been really? thinking a lot about it. Yeah, because he comes off as fake to me. Real try hard. OK, you know, and I don't think he's funny enough. For- funny enough to be that confident. <laughs> right. So right. there's you know, that that's all on me. I know these are my issues. Right, right, right. Um, also, he did my show comedy say the video star and he ran the light. Like, I feel like he, I gave him the light. He looked at me and I felt like he gave me this look like I'm going to do all my jokes 
and he proceeded to go over now this is and what do all his about. jokes god damn son <laughs> and me, this was a while ago but gave you the look too like, yeah dude i feel like he yeah he looked at me and just kept and then he looked back at the audience like, fucking going, yeah bro. and then did like three more jokes because he wanted to get all his jokes in right 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 damn yeah uh, I, yeah i've seen him say some crazy shit before but then i've also seen him redact that crazy shit which is and crazy shit by like oh man like famous stuff not like you know anything offensive but i see what you're saying there's a there's a there's a there's a well that's a, my whole thing is like be real with me don't be fake and i feel like he's putting it on a lot he's got a bit of a hustler like a yeah yeah real hustler hustle mentality mm-hmm. and uh you're like it's a hustle mentality without seeing a lot of the work yeah and and you know, it takes me a while to warm up to people, yeah. you know, like at the beginning of this podcast, you're like, oh, why are you so low energy? It's like, that's just how I am. My default is kind of like neutral. Yeah. Until, you know, now I'm excited about the conversation. Now I'm like interested, you know, like now right. I'm excited. Right. You were you were low. We had a, yeah, just, we, had, we had to stoke the fire on the JD fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, just I don't give it to everybody. You know, I got to conserve it. Yeah. My I energies. I understand that. I, understand I only that. have so much to go around, you know. What was, uh, I know I don't want to talk too much shit on Sammy answer. I, 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 yeah, don't, I, mean, I like him. But like I, I said, these are all my issues. Yeah, He's we know. fine. Yeah. And I, and I always think about like, oh, I should bury the hatchet with him kind of a thing. But then when I see him and I'm like, oh, I fucking hate his face. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate his face. Look at this shit. <laughs> look at this Jafar looking motherfucker. And I don't know if I'm really like making my own worst enemy right now by saying it or we're going to have like some kind of cathartic. No, I think he'd be cool. I think if you heard this, this is nothing bad. I mean, he totally understands. He's 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 a teacher. So, yeah. So I think he understands, you know, like. Uh, I mean, I badmouth him on a lot of things. <laughs> Anytime I get the chance, Sammy, you're going <laughs> yeah, down. I mean, people do actually ask me quite a bit who do you not like, and he's my go-to. Sometimes Patrick Scott, but we're got, on the amends. Yeah, you got to. Really? Well, we have like a brotherly love-hate kind of thing. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, we argue a lot. With Patrick Scott, though. Yeah, he fucking thinks he can step up to me. And I'm like, no, dude. He's such mm, alpha. a sweetheart. He's never. Yes, he can be very nice. Yes, he's he never be, mean. He can be nice, but like I said, he thinks he can step up to me. <laughs> that one, I don't understand at all. <laughs> yeah. That one's more wild. The <laughs> Sammy, Sammy Andrews, like, that. we all felt like that when we met him. Like, <laughs> with right, right. Patrick Scott, I was like, I mean, even as a dad now, it's more so. Listen to those chupacabras. Listen to the way he talks to me. There's such disrespect. <laughs> well, I like that. He comes in high all the time. He's falling asleep. He's just fucking being a piece of shit. <laughs> nah, he's good. I mean, I like him. That's why I wouldn't put up with him if he wasn't like funny and I didn't like him as much as I do. He is one of my best friends, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I brought up a bit of his that's good, and I'm I'm just gonna say it because fuck it, you know. Uh, he had this amazing bit and he wasn't doing it. And we brought it up to him. And then that night he did it. And, yeah. Yeah. And it got, I was there that night. Yeah. I got a big laugh. I was like, fuck yes, dude. I was like, keep it, bring it back. But yeah, it's such a good bit about, uh, if, uh, his fat friends being like, Oh, I'm such a sex, you know, I'm a sex addict. Right. You know, I, I can't, all I want to do is fuck. And it's like every fat guy said like, you know, every fucking dude saying that. And he's like, you're not really like if all you needed to do was, push-ups as a crack head yeah if you look better you'd get more pussies right is the premise of the joke right right so if a crackhead needed crack and all he needed to do was push-ups to get that crack 
I mean, they would be jacked. And I was like, dude, that's such a funny concept. It's so yeah, good. yeah, it's good. I yeah, he's that. great. He's a great joke writer. You know, it's just a shame that you know he's got a kid now and he's it's taking away from his comedy. Yeah, too bad he's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, he's he can be a little. <laughs> he can. Uh, he knows how to push my buttons. You know. I think I'm just gonna go through and pick apart every podcast you're on. I'm gonna have everybody else that's on it separately and have you guys all talk shit each other. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure there are plenty of comics out there, but then again, I'm trying not to take it personally and not assume. Don't assume. Know? Don't take it personally. Dude, that's the biggest thing, you know, with like, uh, I mean, we can have some guys. There's like a whole female. Uh, what do you got? There's a, um, notoriously in the comedy scene, there's a uh, female Facebook group where they talk to each other. Right. Or a text thread. Yeah. Text yes. thread where they, you right. know, talk about problematic people. Yes, girl you know, Issues. Yeah. The girl, girl issues. Women issues for female comedians. Right. 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 Gossip groups. Yeah. And, but I mean, you know, they talk about like, oh, this person did this to me. Like, don't, you know, this person isn't safe or whatnot. And right. I'm so, I can go down a spiral. I'm like, oh my God, am I, what do they think of me? You know, oh, then, really? Yeah, I don't but then think again, I, it's none of my business. I don't think you're on it at all. Thank God. If, if, we, if, we, if we could take a moment and not follow the agreements and assume real fast, <laughs> you'd assume they don't think about me at all. I'm assuming they don't talk about you at all. <laughs> that's that's best. Yeah, I think. you're you're married. You're not like, well, I'd like to think they think I'm funny <laughs> or like sure. a nice guy. Yeah, but that's not what they're talking about. Okay. They're not talking about, yeah, nice, they're not talking about hey, nice guys. They're not talking about nice guys. In yeah, that that's all I want to be known as. <laughs> it's a nice guy. Dude. If like, you're not in the group, you're a nice guy. I think I've rubbed some people the wrong way, you know, like especially at first, um, Haley Driscoll and Kate and Christy Bukley had a, uh, uh, a sex podcast or like they talk about relationships and sex. Okay. And like, you know, when you're putting things out there in the podcast, I guess you don't really assume people in your immediate sphere are listening. And I didn't know Haley Driscoll that well. Uh, but she had this story about like me coming up to her at like matchbox and being like, Oh, I really enjoy the podcast. That story about you sucking three dicks or whatever is really funny. And then she's just like, you know that she like clammed up right right she's right because like, you know she's talking about sucking dick on the podcast you know i'm like right. yeah well you're putting it out there for me to listen it's not yeah. like i'm being a creep or whatever you're basically I'm saying i like the podcast yeah you started your own radio show <laughs> yeah you're you're the one putting it out there it's yeah. like i'm not being a creep <laughs> that is funny yeah oh. creep is also like up there with racist for like bad things you can call a, a white guy I, is it though i don't mind it's it not as, as bad as racist but no. creep is hard to get away from mm. creep is like very broad and nothing but bad yeah, but no, but this is the thing about creep, though, is that you get a certain amount of people, women or female, that also understand that behavior and that they will defend it. I've other seen, creeps? Like that, other racists? No, no, no. There, have you ever met another? That's what I'm saying. Like, I've met creeps and I've met creeps that are openly creep. Yeah, creep are like, what? Do you just like feet or are you like a peeping Tom? No, 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 they're like, just like they're, they're just like I am gonna hit on everyone. Sure, and they're like, and you're like, really? And, and those like, are the people who get talked about in those groups. <laughs> exactly, you are t- right. But I've never, to be honest, I've never heard one person in my in real life. I mean, obviously the internet, but like you've never the, heard anyone be racist. I've really? never heard someone go, I actually don't like this person because of their skin color. I mean, I guess I've never heard anyone um, speak about it like that, like so calm and like. But I have with the creepy thing. I've heard people be like, you know, say the N-word to people and like, uh, you know, or and say bad things to Mexicans, you know, like you fucking blah, 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 you know, like be hateful in that yes, way. For sure. But. But not like, hey, I dislike you because of the color of your skin, you know, like right, that's right, the right, only right. reason. Right, right, right. I've seen people. It, what? It's almost like I've seen people be ignorant. 
the ignorance of it. Mm-hmm. The actual like when someone that's why I'm saying it's a little different because when someone is actually a racist and they go, yeah, I'm a fucking racist, you know, because that's obviously how they sound. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, that like that's so that's much more rare than someone being like, I don't. I'm a whore or like uh, as a man, even like you're like, I'm just looking to fucking fuck every girl. It's like, I've met a lot of those dudes. Those dudes are out there yeah, or, yeah. or they won't stop. Like they'll ignore you to talk to the woman like, mm-hmm. and he, they're your friend. And it's obviously like, it's, it's a little bit of a sickness. You can see that it's an attention thing. Yeah. Yeah. This desperation for approval. Like, cause when they're done with it, even if it doesn't go to the point of like, they leave with the woman, they're like, they come over and they're like, yeah, I could have fucked her. And you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, what what was that even for? If you weren't gonna, why didn't you? And then why'd you do that? And if you were gonna, you why didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if it is true, you would have. And if it isn't true, then like, what the what are what are we doing here? It's just so weird. Hmm. So I think it's a little different. I believe so. Right. Yeah. I just. I mean. Yeah. I was thinking of like terms that get thrown around that are. Uh, yeah. I mean, getting labeled a creep is hard. And again, like I said, I get just get triggered by all these things because of uh, my family history. Yeah, and you can't assume. I tell you what. Yeah, yeah. I guess I am assuming. <laughs> but you know the you know I've also heard people say you know like other people's opinions of you are none of your business. I mean that goes along yeah. the lines of like don't assume and. But and you know why is that I've had personal opinions about people. And Me. Everybody. Sure. And those have changed. Right. So I would never want you to know my opinions about you mm. because you they will change, and I'm trying to be a better person. Like I'm always. Same thing. I see the me and you. I'm always trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So sometimes we have a, a time of weakness and you're, you're not really doing that. And you're really just pushing blame on people and tearing them down to things. Yeah. That, trying to be compassionate. Yeah. Trying, you know, yeah, it's fucking do, you, do your tough, best. Bro. All you can do is do, be your, do your best. Got to try. Got yeah, dude. I'm, it's cool that you read the four agreements too. You know, that's awesome. It was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed I it a lot. It. You got another one on the horizon. What's your next one? I've been reading, listening to The Ego is the Enemy by uh, Ryan Holiday. I've listened to his other two books. What's that one about? Break it down a little bit. Um, yeah. He's all about stoicism, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, all these different, uh, things from stoics, you know, Marcus Aurelius and all these, and he takes people from history. And he uses examples of uh, these principles, and you know, basically, this one all this one's all about like how your ego isn't helping you at all. Like, you know, right. like, oh, I'm supposed to be such a great comedian, I should be out there getting on more shows, right? And that is right. actually keeping you from doing the work to, do to get you onto those shows. You know, by writing more jokes, be, you know, doing the actual work. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. So, like, yeah. the ego is your enemy in that situation. You know, like. For sure, for sure. But you know, we need a little bit of an ego to like think we can get on stage. You know, there's a balance with everything. Yeah, I think you've never done DMT. I imagine no. That's what it it kills it, destroys. I've it. done mushrooms once. It's not the same, right? But uh, with the ego, I'm saying the ego. But but I know what you mean by mushrooms with like uh, it does help with you being more compassionate and stuff. But I almost felt like a death, like the. Like I, I physically died, and I had to be okay with that, and that resembled everything around me, like failures, not being friends with someone that you want to be friends with, you know, not getting to the size or body shape that you'd like to be. Right. It was right. just like letting all that melt away. It was very symbolic and hectic because DMT so quick. I enjoy a mushroom trip a lot more, but it it was it definitely felt more of a uh, egoish. 
than anything. Interesting. Yeah, I think I've tried to get to that place with like all the therapy I've done, you know, some some meditation, things like that. You, you go know. to you go talk to a real therapist. Oh, yeah, I've been um, it recently ended right. to, like within the last couple months because my therapist who I'd been with for almost a decade uh, consistently, you know, Whoa. even sometimes twice a year or twice a week. Uh, I was going to her for a long, long time. Uh, she closed her practice. So that ended. She just retired or what happened? Uh, well, we we didn't talk about it too much because, I mean, that's like not you know that wasn't like part of the relationship you know see that's the part i don't like is that 10 years though tell me where the fuck you're going well i mean it's not, <laughs> my, it's not my business you know i just would want to know so bad yeah, i mean i did i am curious but exactly also you know i'm right. respecting those boundaries for sure for <laughs> sure but. yeah yeah she just said you know she just uh fuck just where she was in life it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna keep happening so so now you haven't went to a new one no, I haven't started up again. I discussed that with her for a long time. She she gave me a long, um, you know, leave, a lot of uh, what do you call it time. Uh, yeah, time to know. So for us to kind of wind down our our sessions and a lot of get used to the idea of knowing it. Yeah, a lot of notice. Ten and, years, uh, JD. I mean, yeah. that is on the consistent. Yeah, yeah. I went every. I mean, we had like she'd go on vacation. She's from Portugal or Brazil, so she would. Uh, I think she's from Brazil. Yeah. How old was she? She was an older lady, older. Uh, not super old, you know, maybe like 40, 40s. Started when she was 30. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when or she started. To, no, no, no. You. Oh, I I started when I was like 23, 24. But that's what I'm saying. So she was like 30 22. to 40 or was she 40 to 50? I think she was in her earlier 40s when we started. Oh, damn. Maybe late 30s. And then she became like an old lady. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, her hair was whiter at the end of our session. Yeah, than it was dude, the yeah that is definitely the transition right there. Those are the transition <laughs> um, years. 40 to 50, that's like when you really like, they say like, you you should have been getting ready for that. For working out and like getting healthy. Right, right. Because it becomes way tougher is that's what I'm I've trying to hearing. do right now, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're doing it. You got to start lifting though, bro. You gotta I do that, need to lift. body you, strong. You are wrong. You're You're not wrong. I got all the fat off and now i honestly yeah now you gotta start building it up that's exciting gotta get that exciting point pick that muscle up yeah yeah that's uh, that's something i was trying to do a long for a long time was just lose body weight or just lose weight like seeing the numbers on the scale go down yeah yeah and uh that was a hard time for me i mean i I was caught you think i'm low energy now like i mean not getting any carbs jd like yeah no no sugar no carbs dude it is tough i'm surprised i ever got my dick up Oh my god! And, Squats. Uh, <laughs> That's what helps. Well, I wasn't really working out consistently back then, and that back then it was all about cardio for me. Because I mean, that was I found that trap of thinking like, "Oh, I got to burn fat," and right. cardio burns fat. Right. That was the mistake I was making back then. Right. But now I'm more bodybuilding, which my weight has gone up on the scale, but like my body, my physique is completely different. Right. Like I have muscle. Right. And I still carrying around some extra weight. I know that, but you know, <laughs> I also love ice cream. So, <laughs> what can you do? That's yeah, also man. part of like my ego dying. Just trying to be like, okay, well, you know, you know why you're not, you know why you're not ripped. <laughs> right. You're eating ice cream. But uh, anyway, yeah, I went to therapy trying to, trying to, you know, not kill the ego, but um, make friends with it. You know? I mean, that is a long, long. You know this? I feel like I talk about therapy all the time. Did it help? Oh, yeah. I mean, it changed my life. I was a angry, angry young man back then. Yeah, I can see that. I was trying to fuck everything. Frustrated because I wasn't fucking everything. Right. Mad about my parents' stuff. You, I felt you, like they owed me something. You would tell this chick everything? Oh, yeah. I told her everything. And I went oh. because I couldn't get my dick up <laughs> with this one girl. 
Really? Oh, yeah. That was like the catalyst for it. I was like, I, you know, that, that experience with my friend with Shay dude. had happened. Right. And that had always kind of stuck with me. And then I went through a long dry spell because part of it was like I was scared, <laughs> you know, because I mean. It's that, kind of funny. You're like, you're like, this is making my dick work. I'm going to keep coming. That my friend was fucking my. <laughs> no, the therapy. Oh. <laughs> you're like. No, well, I mean, it, it brought me an understanding of like why. Obviously, I had feelings for Shay. This I couldn't get over this thing. There was like right, right, right. Of course, you know, course. It felt like a betrayal. It felt like you know, but Everything. both of my friends. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I and I'm, I, you know, it's a, the mind fuels the dick. You know, you have to. Is that something she would say? No, but I mean, I think that's that's me uh, <laughs> sub, sub, summarizing Su- summarizing what summarizing. Say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's my you know quick way of getting to the that point sounds like a therapeutical way to say <laughs> therapeutical um yeah so um yeah so uh, but there's another experience with another chick who was a longtime friend of mine i liked her in high school we'd kind of maintain a friendship i was constantly trying to get with her right uh we started to hook up i was just so in my head about it you fucked it up yeah i fucked it up we didn't i mean i went down on her forever and then it, you know we never had sex why didn't you go up on her because my dick wasn't hard and I was embarrassed about that. Oh, your dick went hard. Yes, my dick. So, and, I, you know, I had a lot of like family issues, stuff with my dad, stuff with my mom. And, um, and Damn. I just had a good friend of mine that was just like, maybe you should seek some help out with this, you know? Like, and I was like, oh, you think I'm that fucked up? And she'd just been going to therapy and telling me how great it was. She was right. like, you think I'm that fucked up? And I was like, no. She's uh, like, you're... I finally got my pussy hard. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she's, de- she's dealing with her own issues and, uh, uh, and I was like, oh no, I think you're great. And you know, therapy seems like it's been helping you. Sure. I'm going to do it. So I got involved with people house, which is a great tool for anybody looking for it. If they have like a sliding scale, uh, they start with like, um, and this, this is when I started with my, uh, my therapist. Uh, she was, uh, just about to graduate, needed, uh, so many hours of like actual therapy. Right. So I just got in with her started doing it. And then when she graduated, she was like, Oh, I'm moving my practice or whatever. I would like you to continue to do this with me. Like right. we'll keep it at the same price point that it's at if you're okay with that. And I was just very, very lucky to, to find a, a, a therapist that I connected with. Right. And, uh, cause it's very rare. You know, we talked a lot about it at the end of my therapy run of like, I know people who've like gone through like five different therapists and then like, and then just right. quit it's, because it's, they can't find it. It's almost like you're helping her in a way. <laughs> We helped each other at the end. That's what I mean. But what I'm saying is like she's graduating. She's like, you know, I am a therapist. I've had clients for 10 years. That's you. Yeah, that's me. She's You're in the resume. Yeah, yeah. I'm her star. Pe- I mean, I. You're that's my star. ego. Again. I'm, I'm her star <laughs> fucking. I'm her star <laughs> therapist. I'm her star fuck up. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. go in there. I get I'm her it. success story. <laughs> um, yeah. You're hot to trot, dude. Well, that's good, man. So I probably met you halfway through that, right? We met in 2015. Yeah, yeah, you probably yeah, yeah, like a couple years in, and uh, that's funny. You seem like a person that would be having all those problems, but every time I talk to you and we break anything down, you seem to be already figured it out. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I. I thought i think about a lot of things you know i try to yeah come with compassion and understanding and right it's 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 a fun thing to that people don't understand that you can be kind of fucked up a little creepy a little <laughs> me personally anyone and, and <laughs> okay. but as long as you admit to it 
And you're not like obviously not hurting anybody. Yeah, owning your shit is a big thing. Owning your shit, being like, oh, like you say some creepy shit, and they're like, dude, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, sorry, you know, like and then you say you're like obviously not like you, but in anything the situation is like, oh sorry, you know, like I kind of grew up like this, and like like the and the people are like, Oh, okay, dude. Like yeah, yeah. totally, like not a big deal. Like Jeff Cohen. He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, you know, you see his you see his bits, you see how he talks and everything, and then you kind of see him like around and you're like it's not as weird to have this this guy around because he's so honest about who he is yeah yeah it's not a secret it's not like he's hiding it so at that point you can really accept that person and i mean to keep it on theme of the podcast that is exactly what comedy and the comedy scene and like kind of like what this like the throttle of how people think in this world is and it makes me so um glad to be able to find it because it's cool to find people that are fucked up that are trying to make themselves better. Yeah. Yeah. And just be, cause that's what I hate when you meet somebody that you're like, what the fuck's this person's off. Right. Yeah. Mark masters, but, and just, but they act, <laughs> but they act like they're perfect. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think cause he's hiding something. Yeah. Dude. He's, what's his he's name? Got, yeah. He's, he's what's his, his name? name? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I fucking, I want to know his name so bad. Yeah. What are you hiding from us, man? Come on. I know. It's more like I, Truly, I bet if we got down to the meat of it, it's more like he's trying to hide us from his family, not not himself from us. Right, right. Yeah, he's trying trying to protect his family. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, man, you're fucking an adult. Like, you're a fucking old, old guy. (laughs) You're gray haired, my man. Like, fuck what they think. Like, sure. You're our friend. Like, if you want to be our real friend, tell us your real name. Tell us your real name. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, why why is there this weird barrier where nobody likes me? It's like, uh, because no one knows really who you are. Yeah, no one really trusts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. You got to be vulnerable a little bit. Just for the audience, Mark Masters is a comedian who goes by a pseudonym. Yeah. uh, And famously, you know, no one knows who what his real name actually is. He's an older gentleman as well. Nobody can figure it out. Um. But yeah, I guess I, I did a podcast with Ben Ro- Ben Roy a long time ago, and he was talking about uh, mushrooms and DMT and all that stuff. And he was saying that he thought it was like not not to like I know you just talked about doing all those things. I think you probably uh, loosened it up actually there on the yeah, head. Help, help me, help me, help me with this thing. Yeah, I got it, bitch. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, we had technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. There it is. Sorry, I was moving around a lot. Oh, it's all good. Anyway, say it again about. Uh, yeah, Ben Roy was just talking about, um, you know, um, meditation and like finding enlightenment through those things. The hard, the hard work, doing it, the, going the long way, basically, yes. and like instead of just trying to do mushrooms and be like, oh, I found enlightenment through mushrooms, or which I do think people can have things like that. Yeah, but I feel like I went the long way around. Is basically. See, this and it's a, a constant work. It's it's constant. This is this is where I think you're a little bit right and definitely a little bit wrong. Is that the breakthrough is it can happen, but I think what everybody is talking about now, and I definitely agree with, is I don't think it would, I don't what you did would have been amplified by mushrooms. Um, we talked about it quite a bit in therapy because I'm like, oh, I'm listening to all these podcasts where people are like, oh, I did DMT and like blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And then she'd just be like, well, what are you looking to get out of this? No, no, no. I'm saying like she's obviously not equipped to do it, but someone in her position 
plus mushrooms. Yeah, I know they're doing all kinds of things now with like using mushrooms as therapy, right, psilocybin, right, right. and you know, there's more things coming out now. But because that's what I'm saying, like everybody, when you take them, and everybody has this thing, like, oh, you're gonna eat mushrooms, and then you're gonna be better. It's like, no, dude, it takes like there's still work. It's way more work. The only thing that it does, it gives you temporary. Like, uh, did you you probably listen to the same podcast? I forgot who it was, but it's uh, basically if you imagine a mountain that people are skiing on and the grooves that the people will make with the skis Mm -hmm. is your like your process and your thoughts and like your the way you've been living your life and like kind of this ego thing that you're talking about. And then when you take mushrooms, it's a fresh snowfall. It's fresh pow. The grooves aren't there no more. Sure, sure. It's up to you to make new ones. You could easily just do the same ones. Right, right. And the snow can melt and you can fall into old habits or whatever. Ooh, not even me- I mean, you just start doing the first one you do. If you just don't do a new one, you're back into it. You yeah, just yeah. start all over again. And that's where I think people don't realize like that part that once it, it is clear, you need someone to guide you through that part. That is and I've done a lot of psychedelics and I that's the part it's missing. Is someone like really sitting you down and being like <clears throat> Okay, now that you went through that, let's talk about it. Yeah, the actual therapy part. Right, right, right. Because yeah, yeah. if I talk about it with somebody that hasn't, the only time it's ever been beneficial, and this is where I've actually been lucky, is that I'm such an honest person and that I am in a weird position where, I mean, I do have privilege. I'm a six foot, like, per, you know, like white guy that's not like, I have no, nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty good looking. I I don't, you know, all of it's fine. Mm -hmm. So therefore, when I am with somebody, they actually feel better when I'm vulnerable. But if you aren't me and you're talking to someone like me, you're not going to open up. So you need the therapist. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is I've been lucky where anytime I've tripped with somebody or done something immediately, if I'm vulnerable, I can feel them go at ease. So it's almost like everybody's kind of looking at me to be like, hey, like, where's this going now? And I'm like, okay, I can if I'm if I open up, you'll open up. We can all open up. And I've also done it the other way where I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody. And I can feel the whole party change. <laughs> I can be like, oh, this is weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had somebody to talk to, like someone that what you know what I mean, like someone that would have a that's smarter than me, has more in knowledge, you know, that I could do. It. And I'm not saying that I'm smarter than those people. I'm just saying. At the time, I'm just like, what you're saying, my ego is not as there. So I can kind of like open up to it. And if you have a therapist at the time, you wouldn't have to have like a cool friend to open up to. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you're always just looking for that cool friend to like do an experience with. And if that person in the middle of experience turns out to not be so cool, it's kind of like a waste. You know, like you're kind of just getting high, which I've done plenty of times. But. Yeah, yeah. So you think, yeah, I th- I think there needs to be a lot more therapy along with psychedelics, and I don't think people are getting the full extent of what because you would do these things back in the day in the tribes, and they would like send you out, and, like they'd be like, you got to go be alone or whatever, and then you'd come back, and they'd like fucking have you talk to the elders and be like, what the fuck did you learn, you know? And then yeah, yeah, they'd all try to pick you. Obviously, they're thinking that it has something to do with the rain and shit. But at the same time, I think it helps just to talk to someone that's. Yeah. Therapy is great. I can't. Um, I've never advocated done. enough. Actually, I have done it one time when I was a kid. I went for my parents. My parents would. Uh, like fight each other. 
physically my, yeah and then my my brother died and they were like this is my fucking love <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. they put me in group therapy mm. and honestly it was okay that's hard yeah group is hard because then you feel pressure social pressure yeah i didn't i didn't feel like it matt you know what i mean i was just like yeah when you're kid with kids stuff it's hard it was weird yeah i went well my parents got divorced my brother before they got divorced my brother my dad got in trouble for abusing my brother and my grandma called the cops on him uh-huh. there's a whole thing we had to go do a, we had to do a family therapy thing and the therapist would come to our house right and I remember getting so emotional and embarrassed because right. I try to talk about these things and like, you know, I'd be overwhelmed with this emotion because I was embarrassed because my other family was there listening to me talk. Right, and, right, right. And it was, it's uh, that wasn't a great experience for me, but uh, I was lucky enough to have a couple of people that did sit me down and like, hey, how are you feeling? What are you doing? Like, you know, right, right, right. kind of kind of check in. Yeah. Just let me know that like, hey, man, you seem like, you know, things are, you know, you seem different than you were. Maybe think about these things. I had like a therapist and uh, or a counselor in like seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. do that for me. Real great guy, Mister Thorpe. I still remember his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he he just kept telling me he's like, you know, if you don't work through these issues, you're gonna keep coming back to it. Like it's gonna be a roadblock that you're not gonna be able to get past. And then uh, you know, I thought about that a lot when I got into therapy. And just to, to finish that loop about you know the the uh, thing about not being able to uh, get an erection was the <laughs> catalyst to get me into therapy. But once I was in there and comfortable, you know, all this other stuff started coming out about, you know, my family, why I was so angry, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And then, you know, and then I just got so much out of it. It's like working out, you know, you got to go, you know, work out mentally, you, know, you got to keep coming, you got to do the work, you right, know, it's not right. easy. Some, some sessions I came out, you know, very raw and drained just from talking, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, it's just a great experience. I just wanted to, you know, close that loop and you know people house is available for people out there if you want to check it out get it out get your, get your feelings out yeah my wife and i go to couples therapy now as do well. you so yeah couples therapy yeah i wanted to do that before we got married uh just because you know i get so much out of it and it's very um the, a greater understanding of each other's come comes from it has she been to therapy before that yeah and she hasn't had great experiences with therapists no yeah yeah really she's and that's just like these guys are just bullshit yeah i think that's more of a common issue with like people not meshing you know than what my my situation was with my therapist like we clicked right away and i stuck with her for years right whereas like most people are like oh, i don't like this person i don't like the way they're doing it you know this person you know you just don't click like some people you don't click with you know yeah and it's, uh you gotta vent with somebody that has these yeah if you trip with sammy answer it'd be terrible Oh, it'd be terrible. Dude, I tripped with Noah one time. Reynolds? Terrible. Yeah, dude, that guy is, that that kid needs therapy. <laughs> dude, I thought he needed mushrooms, turns dude, out. No, no, That's that the last guy thing needs, needs a professional, somebody who's uh, been through eight years of school, we were doctorate. In, we're, I'm having maybe the most bliss experience, right? And we're in the park, and I'm laying on the grass, and he goes, I can't believe you're laying on the grass. And I'm like, why? And he goes, Bugs. It's just fucking dirty. And yeah, bugs. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, it's so soft. It was like fluffy. It was like, it was like right when spring was starting. And then uh, at one point, some guy starting to play a guitar, like out in the background. And like, it, immediately as I had the thought, like, oh, that's, that's kind of n- nice. And yeah, neat, yeah. He said out loud, he goes, fucking hate it when people are playing guitar. <laughs> I was like, he hates all of this. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, in a very negative. So, I mean, I see it sometimes. I mean, I was worried when we were at uh, the Trinidad Festival. You were there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and there was like this thing where everybody was out there and they were pantsing him. It was like late after. It was like an after party and people kept pulling his pants down. I didn't see it. 
uh, yeah, I was out in the back and I was like, this oh. is like bully behavior. I was like, I was talking to Jose yeah. McCall. I was like, are we bullying him right now? Is this like what we're, is this toxic masculinity? You know, and like, you know, but like all the big dogs are doing it. They're all having fun with him, you know, or whatever. And, and I couldn't tell if he was really into it, but he does play into it, you know. Right. He likes right. to play into it a little bit. And he kept doing it. So I was like, okay, he's obviously keeps putting himself in this situation. Right. He likes the attention. He yeah, he likes the thing. attention. Yeah. It is weird, but, you know, yeah. I just left it alone. I left, you know, I took myself out of this uncomfortable situation because I didn't know, I didn't know how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I was just thinking about that guy and, you know, the way he, his comedy and the things he talks about and the way he acts. Yeah, he needs some, he could, he could benefit from some, some therapy. Yeah. He's but, a very insecure but that's person. The th- very funny. It's fuel for comedy. That's, but not was, ultimately a fuel for a healthy person. I was about to say it is maybe the the cornerstone of what makes him so funny though yes which yes. is so outrageous and which is so funny because that's probably what's going to keep him from getting some kind of therapy that would help him in the long run i mean maybe i mean i when i was going to still going to therapy and right after the quarantine and i started going back into therapy because i was kind of fizzling out right before the core mm-hmm. and uh and i was feeling great about myself like in after in the middle of the quarantine like after it was done i was like you know, lifting a lot. I was feeling really good about myself, like mentally, physically. Then I started doing comedy again. Immediately, my self-esteem went fucking down the drain. You were looking at others. Yeah, I was, I was comparing myself to other people. Yeah. And, uh, but, and just, it's just hard. It's hard yeah. to separate yourself from the joke. You know, it's like, oh, if yeah. they don't like this joke, they don't like me. And like, what am I right, not? Right, yeah, I've been doing right. it for so long. And sometimes I'm a little embarrassed that I've been doing it since 2013, you know? Because yeah. then people are like, why aren't you doing more? You know, yeah, but yeah. that's also me putting that on them. You know, I don't know exactly what they're thinking, it's but assuming. yeah, yeah. Can't um, but I mean, I remember talking to my therapist about like how stand up is really bad for my self esteem. <laughs> yeah. Did she say that? I said it. And because I mean, it's so obvious. I felt terrible. What was her thought process on it? Yeah, maybe that's something to think about. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking therapists. <laughs> well, yeah, she doesn't tell you what to do. I mean, that's, uh, that's the whole thing about it. Tell me what to do. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I want to know. Because I think underneath, we all know what we should be doing, you know? Oh, for sure. And then, yeah, like, yeah. why are we putting these roadblocks up, up in front of us? Yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, tough. yeah. I mean, it's hard being honest with yourself. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you're. there's been multiple times where you're coming back that you just don't want to go. I'm like, fuck, man. I just don't want to fucking go to this stupid fucking open mic and go mm-hmm. do this bullshit. And then once you do, you just, I mean, I feel better. Helps me. I guess it depends on how it goes for me. If I feel like I've accomplished something, yeah. Or did I go and waste three hours? Well, waste. I've, I'm feeling less like that now. Um, but before it was a lot harder because I was like, oh, I should be spending more time with Mallory because we both had full time jobs. You know, we didn't see each other as much. Right. There was right. a lot of that, like, oh, I should be spending this time with the person I love the most, not waiting in a corner and you know being jealous of all these other people. Right. You know. Right. You know, there was a. It, I had to get away from it to get over that. You know. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a grind. It'll grind you down. Yeah, it'll get you. It's fucking difficult to keep the fucking, like, the fun about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I think that you you guys, you you especially, you always seem like you're having fun up there. I don't know if it's a great act, but, you know, right. you're just a fun a fun boy. You know, like, you, yeah. you know, you, you keep bring a positive energy, you know, and that, that has to be hard to do. That has to be draining in its own right, you know? A little, a little bit. Do you feel like you got to turn on when you're out there? Like people expect Nick to be this way? Not at all. I think that's where um, it's just who I am. So that's 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 nice is that I don't have to do that while I'm on stage. 
yes, there is a little bit like, yeah, cause you're performing at that point. I need to put up the level a little bit and yeah, I've yeah. noticed that and I will do lower and I do get off on like the whole experience of it. Like I, I really do like, I feel like when you describe therapy, it's a little bit what it is for me. It's like, Whatever is wrong with me, it is something about getting attention. And when I do go do that, yeah, that's why we do comedy. Hundred yeah. percent. I can see if I if I'm on if there's a show, say for for say, or even an open mic, and I don't get up, but like a group, like you and like everybody else gets up, and then we're all in a group talking. I can see the difference in you guys compared to me. Like I'm like it's almost like you guys got high and I didn't, and it's just like. Uh, that's the only time where I'm like, I want to get up. Like I want to, I want to do my thing. I want to do the, cause then you get, the, I need the validation, now. right? You yeah. get the jolt of validation. You yeah. get the jolt yeah. of, and it feels so good. And then afterwards I can just like, kind of be like, okay, cool. I don't really need anything else. And I think that's where I kind of get in trouble is that people afterwards are real hyped, especially if you're in that group and it did go well. And yeah, yeah. there are people around that want to hang out. Yeah. Last or addictive in my head. I'm almost like, well, no, we did it. Like, now I kind of want to be alone. Mm, I kind of want to go home. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I always get really like, I mean, obviously if I'm drinking, it's different because the alcohol is fueling that. It just keeps going. But if I wasn't drinking, like if I was just being like kind of healthy and I was after my set, I get a little like recluse. I kind of want to be like alone. Hmm. Weirdly. No, I think it's normal. I don't think it's weird at all. Yeah. Once you get your juice, once you get the, the shot of yeah, juice. Yeah. Yeah. We're all out there for the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. That's, a, you know, the sake of naming names, I was talking to Damien Howard, a okay. very, very new comedian. Uh-huh. And like right at the beginning of things opening up uh, after the quarantine. And, you know, he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. And he assumed I was a brand new comic, I think. Uh-huh. Cause he was like talking to me like, hey, buddy, welcome. You know, like, cause he'd been right. going out during the quarantine, I think. And, uh, and then he was like, so why do you do comedy? And I was like, because I desperately need the approval of strangers, obviously, like we all do. Right, right. And he was like, no, that's not why I do it. Like, <laughs> You're like, I was like, yes, you do. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. And he was like, no, I, I, I get my approval, you know, from my friends or whatever. I'm like, okay, then why are you here? He's like, well, I want to be funnier for my friends. And like, I want to go up there. And like, so I'm like, you're working on your jokes out here to, to take back to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's nah i don't know about that and buddy. i haven't really had a good conversation with them since then because i'm like you're lying to me yeah yeah you're like <laughs> be I honest with I don't yourself think, i don't think you have friends yeah, yeah there's that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm actually you know i just want to do these open mics so i'd be a lot better on the the drive through mic at mcdonald's <laughs> you know yeah, get, some, get some quips out I'm constantly on mic when i'm working the drive through yeah dude i want it oh my god that's funny. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I wonder like, oh, well, you know, I can get in my head comparing myself to others too much. I mean, like even with you in Georgia, I mean, you guys came here after me, you know, and you guys are like, you know, Georgia's a regular at the comedy works and you guys are getting booked right. all the fucking time. Right. right, right and I'm right, just right. like, you said there were 12 shows. Yes. Just yesterday. Yeah, I know. That's a fucking shit ton of shows. And I was like, I wasn't on one of them. I wasn't on any of these. <laughs> yeah. Shows. Like what the fuck? Yeah. To be also, f- I'm trying not to take it personally, you know? Yeah. To be fair, there was like on three of them, there was like all out of towners, which is kind of wild. Yeah. There's a lot of people traveling through at the, at the moment. I think, you know, people are coming, you know, out West kind of just because things are a little looser out here. Yeah, dude. They don't want to fucking deal with the bullshit. That's yeah, why yeah. for sure. Like East coast, West coast stuff yeah. right now. So 
I do think a lot of people are, you know, coming more to the mid mid part of the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Denver's on the way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just noticed on uh, on the, you know, Facebook groups of like, hey, I'm coming to Denver. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of, like just a flood of, you know, new comics or like out of town comics. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like for like show producers. Oh, I know. I couldn't even. I don't. That's one of the big reasons I don't even like running a show. Yeah, yeah. It's just getting those fucking messages, and it's just like I don't know, man. I've already booked it. I've been thinking about bringing back Comedy Save the Video Star. I don't know if Mutiny's the right place for it anymore. I don't think so. Mutiny seems like kind of a bust now. Yeah, I mean the 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 way it's set up in the back isn't a, isn't it's, conducive it's to a show now. Yeah, it's not ideal. Yeah, I do need a place with a projector. It, the, just for yeah. listener, Comedy Save the Video Star is my music video slash comedy mashup show. I did it for a long time, almost about five years, I think, four or five years. Start off at the Molecule Effect, which right. Damien Howard has a mic there now. Oh, yeah. is that his? Yeah. Nice. Uh, I heard it's good. Yeah, I went one week and it was fine. Everyone left by the time I got up, but yeah, there are people there. I was thinking about maybe asking them again, you know, go back to the OG where I started it. Why not? Well, I've, well, now I'm worried about maybe stepping on his toes a little bit. Uh, not the same which day. Which also, I don't care, but. Yeah, it's not the same day. Well, you know, you know, that's the whole thing with comedy. Is like you don't want to step on anyone's toes because you never know where they're going to be or whatever. Just be nice to people. It's a good general yeah, rule. Yeah, but that's not stepping on toes. Come on. Well, yeah, I will. I feel like, you know, sometimes I stepped on some toes. You know, like when the uh, comedy, say the video star first moved over to Mutiny, that took over uh, Timmy Lasley's show. Um, Whatever she was doing. I right? can't remember what the fuck it was called. Yeah, yeah but that was, kind of, I mean, that had been going on for a long time. You know, that was kind of a, an established show. She was quitting. I didn't ask her if I could do it there. I went and talked to Jim, right, the owner of Mutiny, and he's like, hey, you want to do a show here? You come talk to me in person. That's like how it's always been. Right. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, I was thinking about looking for a different place. And he's like, oh, the spot's opening up on Saturdays. You should move in right there. Boom. Music in this venue. Music show. Right. Seems so good. And then I kind of stepped on Timmy's toes because she got pissed because Jim told her what was going to happen. And she was like, oh, no, I tried to give a show to – I was going to give my show to Georgia and yeah, Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. And then Jim was like, you quit. You don't get a say. Right. right, right. You know, right. but uh, like passing it I feel bad about that because, I mean, I it is kind so. of an unsaid rule, I guess, that, you know, whoever stops the show kind of passes it on in a way. If the venue wants to continue to do a show there. No, I think there was something even even more about that. I can't speak on it because I'm not 100 percent clear, but I do remember that it, it there was something else there. And then I know Georgia and Miriam did a show like before mine for a while. And then they did like the day before. And that was for a long time. Their show was Fridays and my shows were Saturdays, last yep. Saturdays of the month. Yep. And they were like, I mean, it was like, oh, we can make it a whole comedy weekend, you know, and right. that worked for a while. I mean, in Georgia and Miriam put a lot of work in that show. I mean, they did a lot. To never, the never got a lot of people there. Which yeah. I mean, that was just because when it's in the back now, it's so hard to get people there. Because yeah, when so it was in front, annoying. people, you got we'll the walk-in walk traffic. Yep, 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 yep. And that's why I think Molecule Effect on Alameda would be good because there's like a a, bu- um, a very popular wing place, Fire on the Mountain, that Fire just opened it. Yep. And uh, I think the foot traffic there would be ideal. Yeah, the Creo place across the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, was- they do a good brunch. Oh, dude, have you had the biscuits and gravy? No, I had, Fuck, uh, I had the Benedict. The I mean, everything's like poached eggs there <laughs> Yeah, for the brunch. But yeah. I'm just saying the biscuits and gravy was out of this world. Yeah, when you get beignets, do you uh, assume it comes with some kind of jelly or jam? No. Okay. Because we did, and we were assuming you'd get some just something. Donuts, right? They're yeah, just it's just donuts. a. It's basically. I thought of it more as sopapillas with sure. with uh, 
Powdered sugar. Powdered sugar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. at least Mexicans give you honey. Come on. Oh, yeah. The honey's good. Honey's good. I like the honey. Who doesn't like a but honey? But now you're saying it like a good strawberry compost on top. That would yeah, be... something to dip. You want to dip. Ooh, you need a little sauce. Yeah. Uh-huh. We only got the, we got like five beignets that were kind of dry. Yeah, I mean, it's here. just dried dough, you know? Yeah. Or fried dough. Yeah, I had the same thing. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. I was expecting something else. A little jam. A little yeah, jelly. a little jam, a little honey. Come on, give me some. Yeah, we, there needs to be, what there needs to be, what I feel like, and this is honestly a big reason why I want to do this podcast, is that I know that none of this is going to be instant. Let's give it a, let's give it a five-year time frame. Sure. If we started now, open mics, shows, podcasts, and we really come together, because we have been, like what you're saying, you've been doing it since 2000. 13 13 man. motherfucker like it's been a minute yeah and there's a there's a handful of dudes out there and ladies that are really fun and cool and we all have like kind of this fun like rapport now like hands down this is the best podcast i've done in a really long time oh thank you because i fucking know you dude yeah like, yeah like, we like, this is report. comfortable you pulled out a flute like we had a fun time <laughs> good. i uh, can have some more instruments i got a set i got a eh, maybe not harmonica uh okay <laughs> trying too hard to- yeah, gotcha, gotcha. but if we just all kind of had our little thing and jumped on each other's things and made this little bit more of a scene online, because right now what gets posted online? Bullshit. Those dumb groups. And it just goes 900 comments of. And every time somebody figures out about our scene, like, oh, a lot of drama. Yeah, in that. they just see these, a, lot of, yeah, a lot, lot of drama in that scene. Yeah, because none of us are posting cool shit, dude. Like, right, right, right. we should be posting fun podcasts like this where we're like, kind of like talking shit on each other. And like, <laughs> like, another podcast should try to find out Mark's name. Like, we should all try to find out Mark. Like, that should be, a, that, that should yeah. be, a, this should be like a, a planned excursion for us to get in his car and look at his insurance. Right. <laughs> Like I have ways to figure it out. Sure. Sure. And that's not attacking Mark. That's me trying to bring Mark into our space. That's me being like aggressively, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Aggressively, (laughs) like a little bit like a bully, but for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's our thing. We all want attention. So it's like, we all, we might as well do something, but we all want on our terms. That's the whole thing with stand up. It's like laugh at me, but when I want you to laugh at me, but that's the thing that's always best about comedy is, when you can get someone to laugh or when someone can get somebody to laugh at you when it's not timed. I mean, if you can appreciate it, you gain so much more. Right. Yeah. They're not taking it personally. is a big part of that. Personally, hundred percent. Cause then you seem cool. You seem like fun. You seem well, like something like a roll off. That's a double edged sword right there. Cause I think the whole, something that's held, held me back a lot in comedy uh-huh. is I wanted to seem cool on stage. You can't. I know, I know, I know, but I try. No, I'm trying so hard. Yeah, you can't be cool. You don't think these jeans cut themselves, buddy? You know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do wear a lot of rings. I'll tell you what. I do. Yeah, I I like. I like rings though. I've always worn rings. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You wear a lot of necklaces too. You're lucky I stopped that. You got these big fucking. Yeah, fucking flavor flavor kind of ruined it for me, but yeah, yeah. No, they're more like chokers. Did you have a choker? Oh yeah, I got a choker with a with an ohm medallion on it. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's where I got the the template for my tat, bro. <laughs> yes, but yeah, that's I think you know. I mean, there's there is a there is a fun thing here, and I feel like people when people show up here, they're like, "Wow, this is wild!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's like kind of unheard of that we aren't posting about it. The only thing that ever gets posted is this bullshit. drama." Yeah. And it's, you know, it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah, I do like the idea of like, you know, hey, let's, let's, uh, you know, cultivate a, you know, 
let's highlight more of this funner experience. This uh, right because we are having group. it. Yeah, there there was there's a big vacuum in comedy. I mean, ever since we started, it was always like, oh, the Grogs are gone. These you know, all these yes. people moved away. There's like, who's gonna step up? Who's gonna step up? I mean, the Grogs basically came back and just took their spot back. Right, but, which uh, is totally fine. You know, the fine gents dissipated. You know, I don't think they yep. stepped up in the way. I don't know. I don't know. What? What? That's the thing, though. Like, step up to what? It's like you're either going to keep going or you're going to disamble, dis, disam, disamble, dis, dismay. In, no, how do you say it? Fall apart. Fall apart. <laughs> Fall apart. <Yeah. laughs> uh, disassemble. Disassemble. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, basically just disassemble. And I, I don't think that is what you're saying. The Grolics, the this, that they, the Pussy Bros, like that's what they were. Yeah, they were trying to fill a vacuum yeah. with a with a female view, which is cool. Mm-hmm. That is something we have here. I think we need to do it individually. Stop joining a group. Yeah, stop trying to make us. Make you, yeah, stop. Stop trying to make an Avengers. Let's just all pump each other up. Yeah. Let's just all fucking hype each other's, you know, fucking rotating taps. Steve's shows, killer. Fucking people doing stuff down at a. Garrett doing all his shows. Garrett Nigen doing his shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which Palace is City. Yeah. Fucking Alec Flynn. Fucking Hannah Jones. You know, you get all the start saying people's names, talking a little bit of shit. You know, there's always a little bit of fuel for the fire. Yeah, but yeah. then let those people fucking talk it out. Like, let the let them. That'd be fun, you know. Sure. But not everyone's read the four agreements like us. They're not as enlightened. Not so the they, they take it personally. You're right. All they do is uh, they're not impeccable with their words. They're not impeccable. <laughs> well, and pardon me with all the podcasting. They talk Dude, about they talk about gossip being not a great thing. And I'm right. like, but I love it. See, this is the but thing. I love it. This is the thing about gossip where I think where they're getting it right, where it isn't. Because if me and you have this weird thing against, say, everybody we talked about on this podcast so far. Mm-hmm. And then we don't actually say it to their face. Like, that's fucked up. But I mean, I'm, I wouldn't not say any of this stuff to any of these people's faces. It's just like, this is how I really feel. And I would, I honestly feel that way. Now, anything that I wouldn't say to their face, I feel like that's when you're getting in trouble. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, it's not wild. Yeah. You brought that up at the beginning or uh, towards the middle there somewhere where it was like, you know, my opinions have changed on people. And like, I'm glad I didn't express that in the moment because right. like, it really changed. I think that's a lesson I've learned the hard way and maybe I haven't learned it all because, you know, all I do is gossip on these podcasts, which is fun. fun. (laughs) But uh, sometimes it does come back to bite me in the butt. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it does come back and you got to deal with those consequences at that point. You know, I mean, that's that's part of life, too. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. That well, just so people, uh, the listener can understand the four agreements. The first one is being practicable with your word. And they talk about about, like not gossiping, you know, because that's like. Black magic, and you you know you're putting things into people's minds where might not need to be there, so they're going to assume things about these people that you're gossiping about without giving them a fair shake, kind of a thing. Yep, I have a perfect example. I I did it the other way, which is fun because mm-hmm. you could. This is a fun experiment, and I knew this was happening. Everybody kept asking, and this was before the pandemic. Uh, no, not Isaac's, Michael Sayadian, Michael Sayadian. Everybody kept being like, how's he doing this? How's he getting on? Because he all of a sudden had an open mic that was one. It was better than any show in town. And then all of a sudden he started pushing shows into that venue. And then he started having another venue. I mean, he 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 at one point, he I think he was running like three shows a week with an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. And they were amazing shows and people could not 
wrap their head around it and they would they would start to they would start to talk shit and i would have to and i liked him so i would be like oh my yeah michael actually graduated with a marketing degree so he's like really good just he's just just, making that up i just made it all up Uh and i i felt like it gave him a a little bit of a like people gave him a little bit more leeway they're like oh okay oh yeah yeah Yeah, okay that's how he's doing i don't do that instead of like making up their own narrative and talking shit and it's just like and then when it finally got around to him he was like yo what the fuck and i was like hilarious yeah i was like it's like, not a bad thing yeah it's a positive you to, dude you can tell him you couldn't get your dick up geez. yeah i was like yeah man i was like <laughs> dude you're good i was like i just made you uh you know i uh, i gave you a diploma yeah yeah <laughs> it's a good yeah i think he didn't like me because i was like he's got a super hot i was like i was i was always joking with him but his wife was too hot for him oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, he like was a little too woke for me i didn't realize how woke he was oh yeah maybe he didn't enjoy that i got in the car with him and we went to a road gig and it was like really cool he like made us sandwiches and like all this stuff and then oh, wow and then the whole drive down there he just talked about like cancel culture and stuff and i was just like Ugh. i was <laughs> can like can i have a sandwich though? yeah <laughs> can i get some of those lays can i get a roast beef past the lays bro. <laughs> um but you know i still still liked him and i'm not gonna hold that against him but still you know Anything. sure sure i always feel like that's any a little bit of that cancel culture is those people having an ego yeah you yeah. know what i mean it's and them assuming them assuming these people can't change these people can't or that learn. they shouldn't be allowed to right yeah 100 and that's with the four agreements you can't follow that yeah or then the, there's like a big thing like i deserve some kind of uh uh reparations reparations in a way. yeah which you don't ever. yeah which you don't and you're never going to get no what, in the way you want it you know no. it's never going to get it's never going to be enough it's never going to be the way you want it it's like mm. you just gotta it's never right yeah yeah the best thing you could do is almost just let it not affect you because then it yeah, gives yeah. the things less power. Yeah. Just moving on in as positive a manner as possible. And it's tough. Yeah. It is hard. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're here doing this because I mean, I was blowing you off doing these podcasts. I mean, how many times? Four times? <laughs> Three. Three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Too many. And I want to do these and I'm trying to get my shit together and it is tough. Like we were just saying like, I want these things to happen like with this, with the scene and my friends in it and what's going on. And even with new people coming in, I want to cultivate what we could produce on the internet. Like I feel like the scene, but at the same time I wasn't doing it. I'm like talking a lot of shit, but I'm like also trying to make this happen with you. And it's like so fucking hard to get people like in to the groove of like showing up and like recording this thing like how long is it going to take like it's like another grind yeah it's a whole nother grind you're just like starting a whole nother project which mm-hmm. is you know it doesn't seem like a lot but at the same time like getting people into that space and area and then wondering if it's going to be good and assuming again like mm-hmm. people aren't going to like this but you know got to take my own advice got to push yeah. got to push one out no one's going to start one and have me on it or i can't have them on it to them they're start it if you just don't do it yeah yeah and that's part of that ego is the enemy you know yeah. like talking about things and not doing them oh i know i was trying to be like i said impeccable with my word 
And halfway through this, I listened to that book and I was like, I got to do this fucking podcast with JD. I, this, <laughs> oh, is, nice, yeah. this is like legit the only thing I've really been bailing on. And the whole time I've been like, don't take it personally that Nikki's yeah. bailing. <laughs> We're both <laughs> reading the same book, trying to just make our lives work. It's like, he's not being fucking a dick. You just know who yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I keep apologizing every time I see you. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my bad, See, my ego is like, yeah, you should be. I'm, a, I'm the podcast king here, you know? You are technically I'm the Prince of Podcast. You're the here Prince of Podcast here in Denver. <laughs> I say that to people everywhere. I go, he's, oh, well, he nice. has the longest running podcast of anybody, technically. Yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. It's well, too- comedy podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what the fuck? What other podcasts do I care about? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a different. <laughs> that's yeah. a different standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all pod. I'm all comedy pods, baby. Yeah, dude. I get you. Yeah, we need some riffs. We need some stuff going on. Yeah, I'm you, yeah. This fun. hasn't been the riffiest pod, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you coming down and doing it? Yeah, I mean, we've been great. How long are we going? Where are we at? Hour twenty. I was like, we're gonna go four hours, and now we're at an hour twenty. I'm like, I don't even know if I can do this for five more minutes, dude. I'll tell you what. We don't need to push it. I mean, it did. Does feel like it's coming to a natural end? Yeah, it does. I feel. Like I always like to here. think, yeah, the podcast ends when it ends. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We covered well, a lot of ground, and I'm sure if you know if you want to keep doing it, I'm here. We're gonna do multiple more. Sure. The dream of this is what I said. I don't think this is just mine. I want to do yours. I want you to do mine. I want to go on there. I want that whole thing that you see. Like obviously, those people are famous, comedies and that. But you don't have to be famous. Sure. You can still have fun. You know, yeah, like yeah. There, there's plenty of people that would enjoy the scenes knowledge on each other oh yeah yeah because they don't a lot of people don't know that we know each other and i think it would be a big thing for us to all be like oh shit you guys all fucking hang out and you're like oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we definitely hang out <laughs> we got a lot of shit going on please don't read the yeah. facebook posts yeah i don't uh i don't do drugs with no one in the park but yeah we me and nick hang out yeah i tell you what i don't you'll never you don't want to no i don't <laughs> all right well let's fucking wrap it up bitch uh no yeah i appreciate it i think it's gonna be a positive uh thing and i'm excited to see where it goes and to be a part of it yeah man thanks for being on the second episode of fucking the dean scene let's wrap up and wrap out the dean scene